Hey, everybody. Hey. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the Improv Network <laughs> podcast. Hey. This is, <laughs> this is a series of conversations aimed at uh, building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine that anybody's hearing this that who doesn't know already about the Improv Network and uh, the awesome organization that it is. Um, but maybe, maybe you, you never don't know, know uh, that you, you probably know if you know the Improv Network uh, that you can have uh, a profile for yourself as an improviser. As an improviser. Uh, you can have a profile for your team. There's profiles for theaters and festivals uh, when, God willing, they're able to happen again. There's virtual ones on there uh, in the meantime, but maybe you don't know that there are also blogs, monthly blogs, um, including a, a blog from last month uh, about marketing your improv show, uh, a great blog on there. And there's interviews and all sorts of really great resources in written content. Uh, and there's also the improv FAQ tab, which has all sorts of uh, video content, including these conversations and... Uh, mini lecture series from yours truly on that improv FAQ tab. Um, so make sure you stop by the website here and there to check out new content uh, for educational resources um, and all the cool things that the improv network has to offer. Yeah. 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 So Bob, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, different surgeries. <laughs> about what? Could you just hear yourself? Uh, I oh, I could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you <laughs> Um, are you, you starting a watch party? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's uh, groovy. So, I, uh, for this episode, I was hoping to talk about uh, playing at different speeds uh, right. of improv. Uh, before we get into the um, conversation, though, first, Moody says hi. Hey, you just said hi to me. Hi, Moody. <laughs> just, just Bob. <laughs> hi, Chris. <laughs> It was just for me, James. <laughs> well, I'm saying hi. I'm I'm reaching out for oh, on your own accord. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that we can. That's a good uh, picture. Of I like it. <laughs> yeah, you look good, uh, Chris. Um, so I, I before we started the conversation, I wanted to just do a uh, bit of a pandemic check in because um, it's been a year, Bob. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. wild. It really is. I mean, and I laugh, but it's just it's just I, really insane. I was gonna bring out it's Pi Day, but yeah, what you're talking about is way more important. <laughs> Pi Day is it Pi Day? Yeah, three point one four. Oh, oh, that Pi Day. Yeah. Oh, of course, yes, three, <laughs> March fourteenth. Um, well, I mean, it, it, you got me. P I P I E, whatever you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> look, there's there's like International Sandwich Day and Hoagie no, Day I, or uh, you know Punchkey Day and stuff. I. I'm sure there's a, there's a, a PIE day. I, I believe so. It should be every day. It should be Pi Day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but so it's been it's like it's like the anniversary week or stretch of days for right. most people uh, of when the lockdown shutdown of everything happened. Um, and uh, 
we, we started doing the show in April. Um, yes. You and I started doing the long form conversations. Um, and uh, I know for us, this has been a really great source of uh, just happiness and um, yeah. sanity. Scratching that impodge. Impodge. Improv itch. Yeah. <laughs> the impodge Raj. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so, so sincerely, though, uh, we also hope that for um, at least some other people, uh, it has yeah. been that too, because like it's just it's just wild to think that like um, from for the vast majority of people, there's been places that have tried live shows right. uh, here and there, and and trying to reopen theaters and uh, do outdoor stuff and and whatnot. But um, for most people uh, in the improv community, it's just been uh, at least a full year since anyone's yeah. been on stage <laughs> and it's, it's just crazy. And I've just been thinking about how like the, these conversations have been really um, helpful and it's been uh, great to talk to you and, and, and have guests on and check in with people. And it's, but it's, it's the <laughs> virtual or not, it's just getting like harder and weirder to, to like talk about improv Um and just be like, is it? Are we yeah. gonna get back to it? Are yeah. we gonna get? <laughs> we've had the conversation back and forth. Like, how useful is this information when we talk about stuff that that pertains to? Well, when you're on stage, like when we have neither of us have been on stage for over a year now. Like, yeah. wow. And but it, it is helpful to me. Um, I mean, I'm lucky enough where you know I, I still live close to the theater, so I get to see people doing their, you know doing their everyday stuff you know you know and it, i get excited like oh there's my theater friend we're not doing theater stuff but you know i can wait while i drive by and you know it, that it's is good really to nice. see people and, and and honestly doing this just i i can't tell you how many times well i can because you were there uh how many times we got off a of recording and the person we were talking to was just like i needed this i needed i, I miss these kind of conversations I mean, that's why we got started in the first place. Cause I, I reached out to you like, Hey, let's, what do you think about this, man? Like, let's, yeah. let's have a couple, a couple drinks and just talk improv. That's all I want. Yeah, really. And I'm, I remember, um, like just to be speaking of like being near a theater, if you live by one or, or the one that you, uh, would usually go to, like, I, I remember, um, back within the first few years of starting improv uh just like i just had the worst day one day i I, th I think something my my car was like breaking down or i got a ticket or something and it was just a miserable time getting from uh where i was living to the theater and i just sat in the theater the parking lot of the theater and was like um you know improv was like a newer thing to me and the and mm -hmm. go comedy was a, a newer place to find community. And, uh, I just remember sitting in the, in the theater or the, uh, parking lot and looking at the theater and being like, oh, at least I have this, <laughs> this is, this is That's nice. awesome. Uh, no joke. My probably one of my best sets of all time was after one of the worst breakups of all time. So I, I kind of know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got need of this. Oh man. Like something to, to ground me. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even though these conversations feel like massaging a phantom limb, uh, at one point, at some point, right? There's, there's going to be a wealth of practical conversation and tips in here 
People are going right. to go unpacking all this stuff and be like, shit, the theaters are opening up again. I got to make my way through <laughs> and see what these guys have been talking to about. 81 hours of <laughs> to see what these guys have been talking about for the past year. Well, we'll skip over all the virtual this. ones. It is <laughs> all right. <laughs> I honestly, I want to meet that person. I really do. I like <laughs> just crams. Yeah, who, who locks themselves in a room for for eighty hours and listens to all these episodes? It, and that's insane too because we so. Uh, and I, I it's, this is fun for me unpacking this. So we'll talk about it for a little bit longer before okay. we get, get to I, our. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this, but I remember. Sorry, I'm, but I so, this. so uh, we we you and i started doing these episodes and we we were right. trying to pack it in while we could because yeah. <laughs> we thought we thought yeah. that it was going to lift and that, that we'll have oh you know we'll have a couple of weeks just in case you know when we go back to our normal jobs we can we can always Fools. have a couple loaded and you know yes. in case we got we got too busy to do this yes <laughs> april may we're we're like we're, yeah, we're people going aren't going to be available forever you know we're going to have to go back to work <laughs> I remember that conversation. Yeah. We made a list like we gotta get through this list, man. Yep. Yeah. And we so we we recorded like four or five episodes a week for maybe like six weeks. Um yeah. and uh so even though we've only been at this for a year, we have like what are we what are we on on the podcast uh feed is like eighty some episodes. This is eighty one right now. Okay. And then there's a few episodes that we didn't uh publish to the podcast feed um, that were either like super time sensitive or had audio issues or, or, or whatever. So it's, it's probably yeah. closer to 90. It's it, we're before oh, long, yeah. we're, at we're, least. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the ones we we're doing every day. were just questions, Q and A's. That's right. Yeah. We were doing daily Q and A's. And again, I think that's, well, that's another really 90 on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you, so you went back to work um, uh, in mid May, right? Yeah. Yes. And I, and I, and at that point, I remember thinking, shit you know like of all things terrible about about the pandemic uh i i think um you know here and there for some people it's a nice break I, and i i was feeling that way is that like i'll lock myself in and stay away from people i thrive as an introvert and uh right. you know uh so i, I was like is a little uh stay at home vacation and i and um i remember thinking that when you went back to work in may i was like it's going to happen to me too. <laughs> the work's going to come get me. And now here we are freaking freaking March 21st. And yeah. I've been, I've been job hunting for so long. And I'm, I'm like, I, I have a couple jobs uh, coming up that I um, might actually start soon, but, but it's just like, again, it's insane to me last May. I'm, yeah. I'm like, the call's going to come any day. Now I'm going to have to go back to work. <laughs> Well, you're going to get that stimulus check for $1,000. That'll, that'll last you like another year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll get me through. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but, you know, all things considered, I really have no complaints. I, right. I, I, I It's it's wild to me. I, and it's obviously, there's plenty of, of uh, dark sides of the truth of what's going on and the big picture of what's going on. But it's just also, you know things like this that that uh, just help um uh get through all that um oh, yeah and stay connected so i'm grateful for it bob yeah me too absolutely absolutely like honestly when you when you asked me like hey you want you want to just do this i was all in and when we were doing it every day was like the thing that sustained me uh because yeah uh i can be locked in a room 
for a little bit, but then I start scratching at the door. I need to get let out. So uh, this was this was nice and get and and, I, and again like those moments or those those time periods like oh I know this is when diff would happen. I know this is when snow day would happen. I know this is when I'd see my out of town friends or when when we or when I know we all would hunker down and really hang out. It, you know, improv Christmas, if you will. Yep. Um, those those are the weekends that really kind of punched me in the gut, you know. Yeah. And having this really it took the sting out of it because we we did get to get to see our friends. We still actually I got to see people like Oliver and and Isaac a lot more this year than I would normally. So yeah, kind of felt good, you know good on that aspect. Yeah, so, yeah, that is that is also like a strange trade off or, or whatever. There's 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 some people who I would see all the time. That I that right. I haven't that I haven't seen or talked to in a year, and it's and it's like it's this weird mutual fall off where it's like it's nobody's fault for not like reaching out, but it's just that's that's what has happened is that like yeah. a lot of people in your immediate circle that you would just see, uh, you don't, and then there's there's other people who um, you would never see in a regular year that I've I've seen, uh, you know, right. a, a handful of times or, or like way more than I would. You're, yeah, that's that's a it's a it's a strange trade off. It's interesting. Plus the, the 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 conversations have changed. You really can't talk about because Improv. when you're at the you get, well, you, you can, but like, what show are you working on? What totally, show yeah. it's it's hey, you know, a little bit of improv, a lot more personal. So I kind of I do like that. I hope that carries yeah. over when the world come, goes back to normal. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> well, uh, let's get our improv fix here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're talking about uh, about uh, improv speeds, and um, I really don't know what uh, made this topic come to mind. But I was just I was just thinking about like um, mo mostly what it takes to practice and uh, develop a sort of the extremes of of pacing as yep. a player. Like if you really wanted to play super fast, and and we can kind of talk about like what that means or what that looks like to play really fast. Um, or if you wanted to play super, super slow and super patient, um, getting the opportunity to do that and how to exercise it is like an interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, thought, uh, topic. Um, and also, uh, even, even if you're, if you're training that way, practicing it, uh, being on stage, you have to really be like with, with a team that's doing it. Like, like. There's the what it takes to practice playing very fast or very slow, and then there's also like the agreement that it takes um, to play with people who are also doing that. Because if you can't just like be like I'm going to play slow, and then um, throw get thrown into a show or a jam, <laughs> anybody who's playing fast is is gonna trounce your right. idea of playing slow. And also if you if you're deciding that you're gonna just like play super quick. Um, and impulsive and uh, sort of wreak havoc, you know, that can be bulldo bulldozer-y or you can end up like encroaching yeah. on people or, or like feeling too aggressive, you know? So, so to you, do you make the, that choice when you go on stage? Like I, has that, is that something you decide or is that something you were just doing as a goal when you play or sometimes it's something that I'm, that I'm working on. Yeah. Is, is that like, okay. uh, <clears throat> I want to be more impulsive or I, m I remember, and, and uh, I used to play with a 
team called Presto Changeo, one of my favorite teams mm. to play with. Um, great team. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And and um, the our thing was playing super fast. And and okay. I went through a stretch where I wanted to work on like playing straight, playing uh, like grounded close to self, and sort of like patient and, and nuanced. And it just didn't work with that. But we have this like we we do the whole you know quick scenes at the top opener, um, and it's like supposed to be this kind of blackout uh, table of contents and um, uh, doing that with like, with like a real patient nuanced start just doesn't work. So I, I right. you know, sometimes I would make that choice and <laughs> it would kind of throw a wrench into, into what makes that team or in our shows work. Do you, do you not think about it? Uh, or is it generally something that you, um, generally I, I i treat like the pace of a scene like a surfboard like i let the wave carry me so i try to go to the pace that it i feel it's naturally going but like sometimes i hit a, a set and i'm hot like i'm i by nature i'm a hyper dude i mean you've played with me um <laughs> you don't see it much now <laughs> when we're talking but yeah. uh yeah but there's been times where i i myself as an as the actor is is hyper or you know, just manic and that energy comes out. Uh, it could be cause just the room we're in, um, or the day I had, uh, maybe I heard like, like a really cool song on the way there. And it's like, all right, now I'm ready to play. Let's <laughs> all <laughs> oh, in baby. Cool. Uh, let's, really let's do cool this song. It was a cool song. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't take much to give me, you know, uh, anyways. Um, but like when I, when I play with like Wick and Peterson, when it's me and Chris doing a mono scene, I think part of our goal was to take our time because, you know, you don't want to go too fast in a mono scene. You got 20, 25 minutes uh, to have a really cool scene. And our whole goal is to make it look like a play, make it look like, like some, you know, you know that, that thing we were talking about before, make it look like something that's been written yeah, and without having any lulls, you know, like unless it's something, a lull we chose. So yeah, I mean, there, there'd be slow pacing, there'd be beats. Um, it, it didn't always fall like like the the slow burn into a, into a big arch. Sometimes we had it in the beginning and it just came in waves. Um, but yeah, I think that when playing up when I was playing with Chris, that would be that'd be something I considered, and that that was more about uh, what the scene required. Um, Overall, you know, because another thing we were trying not to do was add too much, you know, just let's just find one thing, stick to it <laughs> and explore that rather than needing to add and add and add. Because it's, to me, it's technically not a mono scene if you're just doing a bunch of scenes with without editing, you know, it's. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's um, cheating to me. <laughs> It's cheating. You can't call it. These guys are cheating. I'm out. These guys. That's <laughs> not my money back. <laughs> that's multiple scene. No edits. Um. Well, so let's let's kind of talk about what it means to play fast and slow because um, okay. <clears throat> I really like uh, Keegan Michael Key points out in um, an interview that we often reference uh, with Sam yeah. Jones. Um, he talks about how a lot of people think that improvising is about like moving fast, thinking fast. Mm -hmm. And that the truth of it is it's actually about slowing down and being 
so uh, connected and listening that um, you can really build a, a world yeah, uh, sort of seamlessly. And I think that's to me, you know, one side of, of, of like what, what fast is, is that being super connected not, and not missing anything. Um, and, and there's a seamlessness to it. I remember there's people that I've watched where, where I'm, I'm just like, they're so good at like, uh, what I call collapsible moments. You can, you can see them just have these like little micro moments that mm -hmm. like change everything. And it's, and it, and it's, and it feels, it's so small. Um, yeah. And it feels kind of like, uh, natural organic, um, and not like frenetic uh, or, or rushed. Yeah. Um, and so that that's a, a, a character of fast in one way. But I'm thinking more about like impulsiveness and um, like high octane, a little bit more frenetic kind of stuff. Um, when I when I'm yeah. thinking about this question or or uh, at least this angle on things. Do you, how do you think about fast? I, I agree. Uh, and I also want to point out, you can have a high energy character and still have a slow scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, I do like what you're saying. I, I think Keegan said it best. Like we take one thing and we explore it and we expand that world, but we expand it slowly. And it, um, yeah. And it feels fast because of that. Like it right. feels like you're thinking faster or, or making fast choices. But it, what it takes is a little bit of slowing down in that regard. So it's, I can't remember who who said this, uh, but it stuck with me. So I feel really bad. I can't think of like who 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 put this thought in my head. Um, but one of the rules I learned when I first started improvising was don't talk about the thing. Like don't talk about the object because the object is just a prop, is an intangible thing. There's mm -hmm. nothing you can really connect to unless that unless you give that object um, some emotional trait. Right, okay. Like, uh, uh, you know, like, because you, you, you probably seen a lot of these scenes, and I so have I, like, oh, man, here's my new car, and it's got six doors, and it's got uh, square wheels, and, and it becomes a list scene, and, and, like, cool, you're using your imagination, but you're going to run out. You're going to yeah. be, like, a list can only last for so long. Um, yeah. But, hey, check out my car. Uh, he used to bring along to my granddad. He 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 worked his whole life just to get a brand new car. That's the last thing he bought before he died, and now it's mine. And uh, you know, me and my dad are gonna fix it up, and it's it's kind of cool. You know, it's bucket seats, Ford. You know, uh, so you, it, it you you just by establishing that backstory, you get a little bit more, and then you can explore more and more with that. Like, what kind of because you have this car, what else are you gonna do with your life? I'm gonna spend more time with my dad because uh, mm -hmm. we don't. Me and him don't see eye to eye, but you know we can talk mechanic stuff. Yeah, and I guess I'll learn what mechanic stuff is because I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk. You know, mechanic stuff. Mechanic. I know stuff, a lot yeah. about it. It's called mechanic I get, stuff. <laughs> I, I see. We, we haven't spent that much time together. That's why I got the car out of uh, storage, and uh, yeah. now we're gonna connect. Right. Uh, so, so you can start exploring that world and again. You're learning as, and we talked about this last week. Discovery, how important that is. Um, you can discover within itself what this thing means. Um, so, going back to the points of connection, uh, what the character is learning about himself, 
what the 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 relationship is uh and how it connects to the thing and explain it and just expand expand that world yeah well i and i think that that's I think that that's a process that can exist in all these different speeds. I oh, yeah. think that, I think that like that it, there's just different um you tend to get different results by moving at different rates while you're doing what you're talking about. If you if you if you play a little bit slower, it, it's going to tend to be more grounded um and realistic. Uh if you go faster, you probably are going to run into some like uh curveballs and batty stuff. Um and uh, you know, medium, you're probably gonna uh, somewhere in between. So, so right. I, it's curious to me, just like, um, like what, why, what is that? Like, like there, there's because when you're going slow, you're examining each piece of discovery, each piece of information, and going to what it is why it is and how that affects you we uh when you go really fast as as far as discovery it's like here's a piece of information here's a piece of information and you don't, you don't get past the surface level so you have to, to heighten you have to make the pieces of information more and more extravagant use your imagination more so you're you're getting away from what we call a normal slice of life yeah well and i think but i think there's also like a a uh that's 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 almost attaching like like a a, a negative side effect to fastness. That oh, I don't think, I, but I think we need both speeds because yeah, I think one's interesting because we as humans don't ex explore our lives or don't take the time to examine everything we discover about ourselves. Um, but we also want to see something fun and fast and imaginative it's like almost like the di uh the difference between like a pixar movie and like a dreamworks movie mm -hmm. like they're both animated but one's like ah here's all the aliens woo and then the other one's like i'm a car i'm about to die here's everything i know <laughs> i'm gonna miss you i don't know what i'm talking about cars uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I'm a car. I'm about to die. Pixar. That, that was the slow, grounded version. Yeah. Cars, two seconds by Bob Wick. I'm a car. Um, yeah. Well, okay, but let's talk about slow too. We we, we did a little bit of unpacking on what yeah. types of of fast. When I, and just for the purposes of this conversation, I'm thinking about uh, slow play as like. Um, patient you know tj and dave improv at the speed of life yeah. uh kind of um and 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 like maybe even like a little bit more than uh some of the stuff that that, that they do um there's there's like a slow play patient play uh you know i think like jimmy Corain or or uh someone of that type might have um coined that phrase the slow slow play yeah. Um, and, uh, there, there's, it's like, it's very, uh, very grounded, very close to self. Um, and I, again, I think that they can kind of feel at its best seamless and still have good energy to it. Um, but also is kind of like for better or worse leaves room for, uh, depending on your, you know, your goals, non-comedic moments and, 
um, more dramatic stuff for like uh, sweet tender stuff, which is yeah. definitely good to have in the mix. Um, but it's more, it's just like more theatrical in, um, in a lot of ways, right? Is like, it's, right. it's, it's rooted in just like, uh, close to reality acting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, because it also gives the audience that, um, as you're exploring these characters or this moment, the audience can find something, whether it's what the focal point is or, or maybe something subtle uh, to attach himself to. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get, that's when you get the audience to go, ah, and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite. And it's hard. It's hard to get them to do that. You know, you can get a laugh a lot faster than, ah, you really have to build up to that. Uh, like a sincere one. So I think those are great moments. And I think there's enough room for both in improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they both, both fast and slow serve a purpose, you know, um, because if you play slow the entire time, you might put your audience to sleep because, okay, we felt enough. Uh, it says funny on the side of the building. Can you make us laugh now? And then if you go, and if you play too manic, that's, you know, that's almost stressful at a point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did that show, The Cowards, uh, directed by Dan Izzo, who's um, yeah. a really great director and uh, his whole um mission with that show was to really uh push the cast to um step outside their comfort zones and move a little uh bigger boulder faster than you think you can do a good job with (laughs) um and uh, or that you think you're capable of whatever that means and uh i remember while working on that show um and being in rehearsals, it was really cool to, to be, to play with like the, the eight people in workshop that playing style and be very like, um, untethered or, um, unbridled, whatever. Um, and then, uh, and then I would, I would jump into a show and kind of like the opposite of what, what I was talking about playing slow with, um, Presto Changeo is, is I would play kind of like, uh, manic or, or at an 11 yeah uh in at that time it just jumping into uh, other shows and then and then I, I did i started feeling like people people didn't necessarily like it but but if i played with somebody who was also working on that yeah we could both push at that pace yeah you know what i mean and, and no so no because i've i've either been around it or i've been accused or i've had those conversations <laughs> um where slow performers don't like playing with fast performers yeah. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't, I, I never understood that because I like the challenge of, Oh, that's your style. Can I do that too? You know, not, not trying to um, copy, but just like, can I add that to my repertoire? Can I, can I broaden my range as a performer by including a style or, you know, um, yeah, I guess just just a style of somebody else, or mm-hmm. you know, really, you really push yourself out of out of your comfort zone. You're not making choices that are comfortable or or usual to you. So if I decide, oh, um, okay, t- today I'm gonna play with the silliness of of like uh, I don't know of uh, Isaac with uh, the physicality of James. 
what does that look like? What does it look like when Bob does it? You know, yeah. uh, because I, because of my height, I'm limited to do what you do. I can't do all the, <laughs> <laughs> but what is my version of that? And, yeah. and, and do I like it? I hope so. Cause we're playing, you know, we call yeah. it playing for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of my question is that like, yeah, I think that like the, the, um, as our conversations often come back to, it's good to have both in the mix. Um, there's Absolutely. a place for all sorts of styles. And, I, and what I'm kind of wondering though, is, is that like, it seems with, with pacing or, or speed of play, um, again, it's I, what, what kind of got me thinking was like this uh, agreement that you need to play that way. Right. Um, and, and the, and like how quickly it can fail or become problematic if you try to play at a pace that uh, the other people you're playing with aren't um, also aiming at. So like right. if, if it's good to have both and to be able to do both so that you don't get mad at people right. <laughs> when, when they're playing at a, at a different rhythm than you, yeah. um, what is the best way to practice both speeds? Um, and uh, how, how important is it like, uh, you know, maybe at this point I'm kind of thinking like, I wonder if that's kind of a key ingredient of curriculum or um, the, the early stages or, you know, first few years of, of practicing and rehearsing improv. Uh, I, I think so. I think, well, because we've talked a lot about playing at speeds to, to play at the comfort of your other performers, but sometimes you have to play at a speed that's comfortable for the house you're playing for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, oh, yeah, if you're, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we played for offsite gigs that there are for people who are not aware what improv even is. So playing fast, the Mac could be, I don't know, off putting. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe taking your time a little bit with that until they get comfortable, then really going fast. Uh, or I don't know if we were to go, go to the, the TikTok awards show and, and play for them, you probably would want to go really fast because that is a audience that, that, that is used to one minute scenes. Uh, you know, they don't, they the don't really want to see it. The TikTok award show. Yeah, the TikTok award show. You laugh now, but by 2023, there's going to yeah. be a TikTok award show. They're going to see that clip and be like, yeah, yeah, he was right. Here we are. Uh, and the featured performance is just a 50 minute mono scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's a great point. Playing to different houses, um, you know, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a slew of stories of people who are in troops or teams that play at a very particular pace and yeah. maybe go to a, uh, as a guest to a different show, a different yeah. theater or a festival or something like that. And um, it just doesn't click with the audience because maybe the community is used to something different. And yeah, exactly. Slow Parov um, is not as engaging, it's boring or whatever. Fast right. manic is where's the joke obnoxious. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to feel something. I want to be entertained. <laughs> Where's yeah. the jokes? Where's the jokes? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell um, you what. Uh, the fast fast play goes is is what you need for bar prov. That's <laughs> absolutely 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, either bar prov or the TikTok awards, either one of those, you're going to want to play fast, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, and, that, and that's usually why we do short form because mm-hmm. you want to get in the jokes um, and you want your scenes to be short and, and you don't really want to develop characters like, cause the attention span of your audience isn't that, that great. Yeah. Uh, Man, that's, that's, it, it's interesting too. Uh, it reminds me of our conversation with Chris, Chris Fortin about um, humor theory. Uh, and and the pacing timing element of that because you know I don't know I, I would you think do you think that like uh, pl- slow play you kind of have you have to like set up the dominoes right and keep it together in order because because slow slow patient play can be so funny um, right. and uh, and really get an audience. Yeah. in uproar with with, with uh, the comedy of it um but I feel like it takes a little bit more precision of of like the, the the domino of moments all just falling together in that way whereas you get more shots on goal <laughs> with with fast stuff for you just, but but yeah. even 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 then though like if you're playing so fast again it could be a total disconnect even if the audience is, right. is, is like we love this fast play stuff if, if you're going too fast and, and you just like won't slow right. down to reconnect, with each yeah. other in the audience, like it can be, uh, you, you still need that, that same sort of like domino precision, uh, yeah. happening too. Well, you know, who does a great, great job of that, uh, middle ditch and Schwartz because mm, yeah. they go too fast. They go until the wheels fall off. Then they slow down to put the wheels back on and they go forward again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's those moments <laughs> like, did we name this person? I don't wait. Yeah. Freeze. <laughs> uh, what's my name? Okay, and I'm the bride. What is your name? We didn't establish it. Are you sure? And then someone in the audience, it's Michael. My, yeah, there it is. Okay, let's go again. Yeah. Uh, but so that's built into the show. Yeah, I, I love that. That's a, what a great mechanism. So you you can pump the the brakes to catch up. You know, to to every and let everybody you your scene partner and the audience catch up. And they also totally. feel part of it, so that's great. I, yeah, I love that. I love that uh, analogy and the the imagery of stop the car, put the wheels back on. Yep. Thank you, going. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what. So, um, what do you think about um, practicing these things? Like, um, you know, you you if if you. Are playing with a group that's like a super fast. It, do you just have to kind of decide like like okay, I either need to start another group that that works on this stuff, get my group to, to work on it, um, or you know, like I said, I feel I feel like trying to to really go to exp- especially the extremes of pacing inside of a group that isn't also uh, doing that yeah. is uh, is 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 tricky. Um, if the whole group loves playing fast, that's hard to get them to pump on the brakes because as soon as they get as soon as they get out of rehearsal there they forget everything you talked about pumping the brakes um i i had to give that note to brenda a lot because th- those guys though that group just matched really well together and they were so much fun to play with and they had a lot of fun on stage um but if i had a dollar for every time i said slow the fuck down i i would have bought a bigger house uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but they did play well and i couldn't really really get them to slow down because of the fun factor. And I didn't want to take that out of the, 
the equation. The only thing I could do is get nitpicky and like, hey, you said this, but in the beginning of your scene, and since I have the advantage of being the audience member who you're playing for, uh, you said this, and now you're contradicting yourself or you're contradicting something your your scene partner said. So you have to get nitpicky like, you can play this fast, but you have to learn, learn how to listen better. So if, yeah. you, if unless you have that mechanism, you know, built in like middle edition Schwartz, where you can catch up and adjust and make it, you know, okay to make those kind of mistakes and contradict yourself, you you don't really have that luxury of going this fast. You have to slow down because you can't listen this fast. You can talk this fast, but oh, you're yeah. you're not respecting what we're trying to build here. Snaps. Yes. Snaps for Bob. Yes. You can talk that fast, but you can't listen that fast. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of like a couple exercises that um, were really helpful to me or, or interesting to workshop um, on like speed or, or these two. Okay. Sides uh, of, of I have a couple. Um, the the first one, and they're they're very 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 similar. Uh, the first one is you have to repeat what your scene partner just said, verbatim. It's more of a listening exercise, but it's also a pacing exercise, because the first round you do it and you say it out loud. So you say it out loud and then you reply to what they said, um, and then stopping it anytime you're just saying the words, but you're hearing them saying it, but not listening. Uh, the second round you go. You say the thing in your what your partner just said in your head, and then reply. So there's always that pause, and you can tell you can tell when a student starts start, start skipping it because they start, they don't do this thing in their head because people normally do this when they're oh he said this, and <laughs> so yeah. you call them out on it and like no you you're not listening let's or you're not saying the thing say the thing in your head and then do it mm-hmm. and then it's a good exercise because the people who are in it are learning something but the rest of the the cast are watching and like look you don't have to go back and forth you know it's it's not a tennis match you don't have to you know play as fast hit it back as fast as you can sometimes those moments you know tell a story within themselves Mm -hmm. um the other one is uh you start a scene and you you know and we're going back to what we talked about like the first beat being uh, establish who you are, who you are to each other and location. Um, soon as they do those three things, you stop the scene and you ask both or all the cast members within the scene, what is it? Tell, tell me about your character and what is their want? And, and then you boil it down to one sentence. Oh, that's because I want comfort food. So you, you, after everything you say, you also have to add, that's because I want your blank. Or I want this. And that seems to slow it down too, because then you start thinking about the scene, think filtering it through your want, adding, you know, um, adding that sentence onto your your dialogue. So you start exploring more about everybody's exploring their own character, but also exploring the relationship within the scene because now you're respecting each other's wants and maybe feeding them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I and I honestly, who what wear exercises are some of my uh, favorites. Um, right. And uh, taking it, the, like being able to build on it with wants and whys and stuff like that is is uh, yeah. 
incredibly valuable. Um, I, I something similar to the repeating what your partner said. Uh, one of the first teams I coached um, saw friction. Um, I tried doing this. Uh, I tried doing this exercise with them where I, I was like, do a scene line by line. And when you're, whatever your partner says, just really take as much time as you need to process it and um, figure out what you think is going on in the scene. Uh, and then say whatever you say next, it should, it should be, um, you know, in, in line or inspired by what you heard and what you think is going on in the scene, but, you know, just imply, just imply it like, uh, as opposed to like stating outright what you think is going on. You know what I mean? Like just right. find, find, find a, find a uh, less hand heavy handed way to, uh, use what you're processing in the time you're taking in between lines of dialogue. And, uh, you know, it it was it was interesting. Uh, it didn't work very well, and I think um, what I would go back and do differently now is probably some of those specific. Like, you, you, I think with with that time when you're playing slow, you kind of you do need like some sort of like checklist or like priority list of what matters, and you're kind of like curating yep. specific things like wants and uh, the the how you feel about each other, the nature of your relationship, the yep. uh, the, the assumed history. Um, and, and these things, uh, on priority, um, not necessarily in a strict order, yeah. but, but I think that that is what was missing from that exercise when I ran it is, is that like, I didn't really have a, a specific thing that I was asking them to do. It was just like, figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, just kind of be like, I think we're, whatever it is, whatever, figure out. <laughs> you know, what's going on here. <laughs> you so, know, it's so, a. Go ahead. I would add it to that, like um, figure out what's going on, and and maybe choose only one of the scene partners. Uh, you have a secret that you can't tell the other person to the end of the scene, but you have to show it, mm -hmm. like because then then that gives them something explored by themselves that they can't really. Uh, for lack of better terms, your scene partner can't spoil it by by giving it a name or pointing it out. And, and if they do, cool. You you gave them enough um, uh, character clues for them to to figure out what your what your thing is. Uh, you know, like it's sort of like playing um, party quirks. Mm -hmm. Like you have this secret, and if you play uh, a lot of people when we play party quirks, the whole thing is just trying to guess my quirk. Right. Yeah, but you can do that scenically, and that game could go for an hour, but be an interesting scene. Uh, we don't really do that in short form because it's a guessing game. It's already long enough. If we right. started adding like a, a story arc to that, that, Freaking but it also could be really cool. I mean, how many party scenes are there in in comedy movies? Like you can do that mm -hmm. and make a strong scene. You got interesting characters. They all have their secrets. They all have their wants. Um, most of the, yeah, I mean, you can attach like I, I have a secret. I want you to know it because I want to be seen. Cool. What a what an interesting drive. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I like that. I think that there's something like um, missing in the like. 
there, it's a tricky balance, especially for like um, uh, early improvisers, and and I, I'm even still having trouble like uh, figuring out how to boil it down into an exercise in a way that's like clear and 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 useful. But right. the idea, the balance between um, withholding information and mm -hmm. making clear choices, uh, yeah. because you don't want everything to be heavy-handed. You want things to be gracefully introduced into the scene that in a way that feels natural um and and yeah you there's plenty of things that you can hold on to you shouldn't word vomit uh, everything you think you know about the scene all at once um and and that balance can be really tricky for for people um myself included to, to be like right. what what is the one piece at a time that's most valuable here um that's still useful to the, the play um right. but not a burden or too clunky you know yeah mike mike i was doing this actually this uh i, I wish again this it's like i've been trying to figure out like good ways to exercise this stuff mike and i were doing this uh uh which, sort which of, mike mike magyar and i oh, were doing okay. this yeah. uh this that makes sense yeah <laughs> writing exercise where we had these blank uh, documents in Google uh, Drive and um, we were just doing lines of dialogue one one line of scripted dialogue at a time yeah and we would sort of you know edit back and forth in turns <laughs> the goal was take as much time as you need to write what you think is the best next line of dialogue. <laughs> for this wow. scene and we kind of like improvise these uh like page long scripts or whatever and we stopped doing it because because uh you know other things took priority but it's an interesting it was yeah. an interesting exercise and i like kind of being like okay e even even though that's scripting yeah. there's still an improv give and take element to it and and uh building a scene brick by brick because we're not outright communicating with each other about what we want to have happen in the scene. And I, and it, my, my hope would be that like that kind of thinking would then happen quicker. The more you train your brain to yeah. kind of like um, look for what the next most useful thing is to introduce this scene in, in, right. in a way that is funny and playful and, you know, interesting. Uh, I, I completely agree. Um, it's, I like that um, metaphor that Jamie Moore used. We're, well, a lot of people use. Um, but the first one I heard say was Jamie Moore. Uh, we're spinning plates. And spinning yeah, we're spinning, we're spinning plates and we're telling the story while, while we're spinning plates. And we have to respect all these elements of the story. Are we, it, it not just, not just to ourselves, but to our scene partner, not just to our scene partner, but also the audience. Are you giving enough information about your character? Do they know enough so they can relate or hate or whatever they need to, whatever you need your character to, to be, they understand and understand fully um, who this character is. They, do they understand the relationship between the characters? Do they understand um, the premise? Do they understand the games that, that are within the scene, whether it be, uh, you know, games that, that all the characters are playing or just one character is playing? 
you know, do they understand um, the rules of these games? And are you understanding the rules of games? Is your scene partner understand the rule? And are you respecting the rules? Mm-hmm. Um, and are you showing the games enough or are you showing them too much? Um, are, are you, are you basically everything you're creating? Are you respecting and honoring the pace at which all these things need to be at and show and, and be shown, um, to make them all value or to show the value of every element and have them well represented while having a full story arc. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is a lot to think about. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it was a, like even me trying to list it in my head to explain it was a lot yeah. to think about. I know I probably forgot about three other elements. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because like each one of those elements have sub elements. You talk about your character, like your physicality, your voice, your point of view, um, uh, you know, your want, uh, your relationship, and how that affects all of those things I just previously mentioned. Is that all? all honored like yeah and if you could do all that fast awesome or are there's elements you're willing to give up so you can play faster because that that you just want to get that energy out there Mm -hmm. um that's cool too you know and i've seen it done well going back to middle of schwartz that's you know they play very very fast but they tell really great stories and you know all those elements and you you they they represent and honor everything i just talked about really well yeah yeah um it is a, it's a lot to stack and uh yeah i think that i've maybe, maybe again I'm, I'm just thinking that like these different speeds of um executing those things right. uh and exercising them uh can help accomplish it because because if you're just to go with the analogy of the spinning plates is like you you can't slow down too much and be too meticulous you have to get in flow right right um because if if you have all this shit that you're juggling and spinning uh and you slow down too much to focus on it then uh the plate's gonna fall um you have to get into flow and and do it at a rate that keeps things up so um for sure uh i um (laughs) Well, uh, just on the fast side of things that Dan Izzo uh, with the cowards had um, this one exercise <laughs> where he would just have us do uh, a scene and uh, I can't, I, there's a couple of them that were like this, but um, maybe, maybe he was like, maybe he was like uh, watching us do two person scenes. And if he thought it was boring or low energy, he would like ring a bell or, or, or he would, <laughs> <laughs> he would shout like the zombie apocalypse is upon us <laughs> just, right? just to get you to like kind of kick into gear. Um, uh, and I thought that was interesting of, of yeah. like just being in a mode on the opposite of like, t- it doesn't matter how much time you take, just really process and consider what the last thing said is that there's also value to being like, I don't fucking care what you say or do next. Do or say something. Make a choice. Yes. You, you know, do something. Act <laughs> like. Uh, and I, again, I think there's there's I think there's obvious um, uh, cautions or or uh, problems that can come with with that. But I think that that it's a good 
thing to 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 exercise right. um and just find ways to be like yeah a zombie apocalypse is upon us like this this is not working or whatever you know what i mean it's uh what, what do you think about exercises like that oh i love them i love i always because i always use horror as a, a great genre for storytelling at a fast pace because the 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 first 10 minutes to 15 minutes of a horror movie is, Hey, these are the high school kids and their best friends and they're going to have a sleepover and two of them had sex. So they're dead first. Um, and then mm-hmm. you get the big bad and the rest of the movie is blood horror, people running, screaming. It's, it's all, you know, it's almost like a roller coaster. You, you get that slow click, 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 click up the hill and you're building up tension. And then after that, it's all loops and, and speed. Yeah, but but to be clear, in this exercise, he, it was it was like we have to do an interesting enough scene, like right. like a, with with good enough energy, to avoid the, the zombie apocalypse. The, the, oh, he would just yes. he would throw that in there. <laughs> if if, oh, if he okay. thought our scene yeah. was dying, he would just be like, "Okay, okay. fuckers." I've been so I thought like no matter what you do, at some point there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. Well, that's I what it felt like. like. But, but the goal was 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 to like uh yeah to get have good energy constantly yeah throughout your scene and like be that. making bold uh choices for yourself that are that are engaging and compelling and it doesn't matter if again if if it's like for for uh our exercises it, it was like it can be like like a a, a breakup scene between a couple right. or um whatever like it could also be dragons on the moon. Um, uh, you know what? My first line dialogue. Thank God we we came up with that that cure for zombies. And then. We only have a few minutes left, and what I would like to do <laughs> is talk about our favorite is talk about our favorite hacks for for, for improv scenes. <laughs> I, I'm semi-serious here because because you saying that made me think of uh, um, uh, John Anderson one time in a in a scene uh, at a festival or something in a jam I think but uh, somebody had this long um, opening line of dialogue that was like. Um, that was like, oh, so and so is like, like uh, climbing down my throat, and they're fighting, and they're not doing their thing, and whatever. And it was like a good minute long, uh, like first line of dialogue. And John goes, first of all, good morning." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I. <laughs> that's the kind uh, of thing. I'm like, I don't. Sometimes I, I have not I used would, it. I would love, but that. like, I want to. Yeah. I just know that, like, if if it's a good fun thing to have in the back pocket like hey well uh good thing we found that cure for the zombie apocalypse <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um uh one of my favorites uh is that makes me feel because that's a great way to ground something uh, so no matter what wild thing someone says um especially like in a jam situation where you're just playing with somebody who might come with something loaded um, you can always ground this scene by saying, oh, that makes you feel blank as a character. And that that's one of my not go to's, but I, I it's it's on my shelf. I can take it down if I need it. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh well, you're, getting, my, you're getting actually useful now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> uh you know, there's always closing the window. 
uh, t- to the audience members loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of other ones that that. Uh... Oh, oh, it's kind of similar to the uh, first of all. Good morning. I saw. Um, I can't remember. Maybe their maybe their name was Winter Break. Um, there's a three person troop from Chicago that came to go and uh, did this really fun organic show. And uh, again, the, uh, one of the guys ended up in the audience and another player on stage. And um, he, the player on stage was just se- seated in a chair talking out to the audience. And he was talking about like this horrific um, car accident that he was in. And and again, it was like this long story. And then uh, <laughs> the player in the audience goes, Okay, we just asked you to describe a positive customer service experience. <laughs> Again, I just love the <laughs> the slow burn of letting somebody just rant or, or do whatever they're going to do for as long as they want right. and then having a, a back pocket twist uh, or reveal of context. That's um, awesome. Bob, we got to end. Uh, oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oops. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. Uh, I loved unpacking this stuff. Um, and thanks for uh, everyone for tuning in, Moody. Uh, if you're still with us, um, didn't even get a hello. Not even by the end of the hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take the hit, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. See, I'm gonna keep trying, Chris. I'll, I'll, um, um, but. Uh, you're watching us on the Improv Network uh, podcast, um, on the Improv Network Facebook page, or the Improv FAQ YouTube channel. Um, we, you can also find the Improv Network podcast downloadable anywhere you listen to podcasts. Go to, uh, hey, Dave Costa. Hey, Dave. Um, you can also go to theimprovnetwork.org for all those great resources that the Improv Network has to offer, and uh, check out blogs and resources and the Improv FAQ video content there. Um, Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye.